Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today I'm joined, as is per usual, by my captain, my co-host, the CEO, yeah, the Director of Awesome, the Sergeant of Sales, the Incubator of Income. Welcome to the program, Ian. If you guys stick around to the end of the show, we are going to share with you how to get a fully functional membership site up and running that you can charge for. I'm not shitting you. You can get this live in less than 10 minutes, and it's, this is way better than any of these hacked-together things that you might be a member of currently. It's not vBulletin plus membership wish list plus WordPress plus all this crap. I'm talking about a fully functional, slick, white-labeled membership site that you can invoice for in less than 10 minutes. Am I lying about that, Ian? That's baller. That's baller, and that's true. Let's move on quickly to the shouts. One new iTunes review this week. This podcast may change your life forever. Five stars by business. This podcast gave me the inspiration I needed to start living the lifestyle I always wanted. And it helps that these guys are entertaining to boot. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for those iTunes reviews. It's not easy to leave them, Ian. And we appreciate it when people do. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes today. Very exciting week for us. Only one news item worth talking about. A few weeks back, we set out to sell one of our podcasts and blogs called outsource to the philippines.com and i'm happy to announce today that the one and only chris ducker took it off our hands for us so i'm pumped up about that i want to talk briefly about why we made this transaction and then i'm going to play an interview with chris and at the end of the episode we'll loop back to talk quickly about membership sites so this is kind of a massive thing right so first off i wanted to sell the outsource to the philippines blog and podcast because Although I always thought that that was the most, you know, business-oriented of our blogs, like I was pumped up about the business opportunities there, all the paths to success there, all paths of profitability went through Chris Ducker because that guy is just crushing it in the Philippines right now. I mean, have you stopped by lately to see his stuff? Obviously, we've been, you know, pimping out his services quite a bit. I was out of episodes over there, and we had to sit down and develop a content plan for the next quarter. And I kind of thought to myself, geez, why am I doing this, you know? So Chris has already got the Philippines on lock, so to speak, right? So he's got all these services lined up in the Philippines. And it's just like you're looking down the pipe thinking about competing with Chris. And you're like, well, why would we compete with Chris when God clearly has his stuff together? He's clearly crushing it. Yeah. And, you know, like we're really focused on some other things right now. Right. I mean, it's kind of this thing that we talk about often, Ian. It's like if you can't be the best guy, I mean, you have better have a clear differentiator. And I don't feel like I really had that, especially given that I didn't even live in the Philippines anymore. I mean, we've got a Filipino corp. We've got Filipino employees and stuff. But, I, you know, and I go there quite a bit. But it's just it's not the same as being there and sharing your perspective. Now, there was one business plan that could have worked. Incorporation concierge services. Like we could have potentially sold incorporation setups. But if we would have sold like VA placement services, I mean, Chris has got that stuff all locked down. So it's like, hey, man, why compete with somebody who's already 
delivering the most value. Chris is my friend too. I really respect and like this guy. I could have continued to blog and like become an affiliate for him and all this stuff, but it's like, you know, that that's a distraction as well. For the past three years though, we have thought about launching all these services that Chris offers and more. We've got other things that we're focused on. Right. So it makes sense to go after those other things that we're focused on. I think this is a good lesson out there is, uh, you know, you got to close a door to be able to open a door, right? Pretty cliche. But in this case, it's true. I mean, we're yeah. sitting here looking at this blog every day, thinking about either generating content for it or not generating content for it. Anyways, we closed the door on it. We sold it to Chris. Chris is super competent. And uh, now we can get going in our other directions. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I want to talk about in the future of this blog, Ian, is this outsourcing blog only had about 50 posts on it. And they weren't the type of posts, really the in-depth, hard-on-the-sleeve type of posts that we're creating here at the Lifestyle Business Podcast or that we're creating at Tropical MBA. And, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to disclose the exact figures of what went down here, but we made over $200 a blog post on this blog. And uh, that's going to be a really interesting case study for how you can create a content blog-based business that's successful from a business perspective. Key lesson here is don't cash in on your passion, cash in on somebody else's. And that's what something like the Outsource of the Philippines blog did successfully. I mean, I didn't just go there to write about what I wanted to write about that particular day. Here's my struggles. Here's me sharing myself. I went there and I tried to solve other people's problems every day with each and every one of those 50 blog posts. And I think that's ultimately why we were able to do so well financially on that blog. So anyway, without further ado, I did an interview. I called up Chris the other day because I wanted him to share his perspective on why he stepped up to be the buyer because you know there was a lot of people that wanted to buy this blog. I'm obviously really happy that Chris stepped up to take it off our hands. You know, let's, let's get on to that quick uh, phone interview with Chris. Also a lot of great entrepreneurial inspiration in this one. All right, so here's the thing, Chris. I don't even need you for this sales pitch because I'm on the phone this morning with a, my mastermind group. So a bunch of international jet set entrepreneur guys, guys that are experienced hiring virtual staff in the Philippines. They've done it themselves and they all, every single one of them use your service now. And these are guys that have all been to the Philippines. They've all hired multiple staff by themselves. And they're all telling me, yeah, I've used uh, Ducker Service four times now. I've used it five times now. I've used it two times now. Because I was telling them about you know, what had gone down with the blog and that you were the buyer. And I was pumped up about that. And they were all like, yep, we all use VSF. And I actually haven't been a VSF customer yet because I've got my own staff that I hired myself. And right, I, right. And I've told you this. The next time I need to hire another staff in the Philippines, it will go through VSF. And the reason is, is it's that good. I've lived there for a year and a half, even though you know I have staff there currently, even though I've got all the passwords and keys to all the job sites there. That's how good it is. Listeners, I just want to tell you that little anecdote. I thought that was funny. I mean, here are the people that you'd assume would be the worst target market for you. Guys that have been to the Philippines and they've got staff there and everything, and they're all your biggest customer. That's awesome to hear. But you know, I've got to be honest with you. It doesn't surprise me because same birds flock together or yeah. similar birds or whatever the hell they say. That right there is, is social proof in the making. Absolutely. And I believe that if you do anything that's worth its weight and you do it well and you look after people, then they're going to talk and they're going to tell their buddies and their friends and their acquaintances, uh, business contacts, all the rest of it. Everyone's going to know about it. And I think at that point, it becomes not only a lot easier to be able to find additional clients within a certain circle, 
but it, it also becomes a lot more rewarding because, like I said, that social proof is what it's all about, really. Right. Well, so I haven't prepared you today, Chris, with any of these questions, so I'm just going to hit you up and, and put yeah. you under the fire and see, see how you deal with it. We've, we've been through this a couple times before, but I think everybody knows what VSF, this virtualstaffinder.com, is all about. Right? If it's basically the best place in the world to find home-based virtual staff for your business. It's the cost leader and it's the quality leader right now, so you're in a pretty hot spot right there. But tell me about the future. What's next for the business for you? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that are in development locally here uh, to be able to further our ability to be able to bring the best quality home-based workers to our clients. See, the market is, is big anyway. Right. Uh, there's thousands and thousands of people working from home here. But obviously, like any other industry in the world, you know, you, you've got to separate the poor, you know, the poor players to the superstars. What we try and do is we try and find those superstars. And nine times out of 10, we do. There's not, you know, we're not perfect. There have been uh, a few virtual assistants that have unfortunately not worked out. But I mean, you know, in regards to a percentage, I'd say that's probably around two to 3%. The rest of them have all worked, worked out well with the people that have hired them. Um, and so, you know, overall, the local market I'm very happy with. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean we're going to rest on our laurels. And, you know, I want the service to be able to continue to grow and expand, hopefully for many, many years. And I believe there's a lot of legs in it. So because of that, we now need to go out locally and we need to really focus and tune in on trying to find the best quality people. And that, if that means actually creating those best quality people ourselves and manufacturing them ourselves, then that's exactly what we'll do. You know, we've already done a handful of free seminars here uh, this year. I've spoken to probably close to 500 virtual assistants, and uh, we're doing another one uh, next month in Manila. But, I mean, we're going to be going all over. Davao, you know, you name it, all, all over the country. That's one side. And the other side is we're, we're putting together an online uh, school of sorts to be able to train uh, home-based workers and, um, you know, hopefully uh, get to the point, like I said, of manufacturing better quality people over here. Something just sort of clicked in my head because, so let's, let's reset back to the beginning here. Three years ago when I first heard about the Philippines, it was this promise of I could have like a real full-time employee, somebody that's engaged fully in my business, working for me 40 hours a week for $350. I remember I heard that on some podcast somewhere and I was like on a plane literally the next week. So, you know, a couple years down the line now, we're all twisted up, we're mixed up together. What's the same promise now? Like, you know, I heard that promise three years ago. What do you think the opportunity is now for someone who's not fully up to speed on what's going on in the Philippines? What's possible for entrepreneurs in the Philippines? Everything, literally. You know, it, it goes actually beyond, I feel it goes beyond just manpower, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the ability to be able to get things done at a cheaper rate is one thing. But yeah, I mean, it really depends on the type of business that you're either operating or wanting to operate. Honestly, in, in terms of the Philippines, you can really achieve anything. I mean, whether you're wanting to just outsource certain parts of your business here, whether it be just hire a couple of virtual assistants to help you build online presences or, you know, to, you know, get someone to you know, physically run your office for you when you travel around the world, whatever the case may be. It, it, it's all here. Let me give you an example. I've got this, I've got this domain, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. What I want someone to do is I want to Dropbox them my audio files every week when I record this episode. I want to give them a protocol for how to edit that in Audacity on their computer. 
and I want them to create the blog posts. Now, for someone who's not trained up, this kind of work could very well be full-time work. Combine that with maybe they're scheduling some interviews at other podcasts for me or preparing mm -hmm. some research for me, submitting my podcast to some directories to get it some more SEO exposure. If I'm looking to hire somebody like that through VSF, what would your consulting to be mean? You know, how much money would somebody like that cost me in the Philippines nowadays? Nowadays, you, you will spend more than what you would of a year or two ago. Now, that kind of person is going to cost you about $500 a month. Okay. About 500 bucks a month. Hot off the presses, you heard it here first. I mean, that's an insanely ridiculous value. And, you know, one oh, thing yeah. I can tell you from my experience that's different from two years ago, now, like two years ago, you were paying 350 for that person. Now you're paying yeah. 500 I would be so much happier to pay the 500 now than the 350 then. Because I do think that light years, in, ter in terms of what they know, um, the Filipinos are becoming so much more switched on so much faster. In part because of the kind of work that you're doing there. I mean, do you, would you agree with that statement? Do you think I'm, I'm with it there or do you think I'm fantasizing? No, no, no. You, you're absolutely not going mental or anything. That, that's for sure. The, the fact of the matter is, is that particularly the work at home outsourced market here in the Philippines has become unbelievably popular and grown unbelievably huge right. over the last three to four years. I mean, we've got a guy called Tim Ferriss to thank for that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter is not only has it grown in terms of mass, in terms of volume, but it's also grown in terms of focus and in terms of deliverability in terms of, you know, just gen just a generalized um, knowledge base of people here now. And you're right. The virtual assistants of today are not the virtual assistants of three, you know, two, three years ago. Yes. They know how much they're worth. They're not stupid. They know how much they're worth. They know they do a great job. They know they provide a fantastic service. And they know that they can do it better than pretty much anyone else on the planet. Right. for the price that somebody pays for them. And because of that, if you don't pay the person what they believe they are worth and what you believe you should be paying, obviously you find a common ground between the two, but if you don't pay them what you should be paying them, they'll be off. I right. mean, you can forget it. You're not the only virtual bots out there. There are, there are other people looking for you know the superstar that you've got on your, on your book. So yes. you need to look after them. You need to pay them properly. You need to be a little flexible. And, you know, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's a much more sophisticated market than it was two, three years ago. Yes. Hell of a lot. It's such an inc incredible evolution. I remember having the emotions like two years ago. I was worried if my employees would find my blogs. You know, I'm like, oh, if they find my blogs, they're going to out me. They're going to figure out that this is some kind of strategic manipulative move and I'm underpaying them or they're going to demand more money or all this stuff. And then two years on to it, they're all reading my blog. Right. I can find it and it's fine and everything's cool. And now... I'm taken to the next level where they they don't even want to read my blog because they're bored. They're off reading Sean Ogle's blog because they think he's way cooler than me. So right. it's, like the, <laughs> it's like the full evolution of sophistication. Now they finally figured out that it's not even worth their time to read it. He's a he's a strappingly handsome young fella. I'm sure I'm sure that's probably got half to do with it as well. It's funny. I mean, I've had exactly the same situation with virtual business lifestyle where some of my employees and I've got what 270 odd now. I know they read my blog, um, right. particularly, obviously, the people that work very closely with me in my marketing department and HR and, you know, operations and that sort of type of thing. And I know they read the damn blog. I'm, I'm well aware of that. And we have had a couple of people in our marketing department, you know, go ahead and resign because they feel that they can make 
you know, money at home, working at home and all the rest of it. But then, you know, two, three months later, they're back with their tail between their legs and they understand, obviously, that, you know, working at home is not all it's cut out to be. Some people can do it. Some people cannot. The cons are pretty heavy. In other words, they don't get their tax paid by the company. There's no tax contributions. There's no social security contributions. There's no Philippine health or or Paggy Big, which is a housing loan um, contribution. Yes. So, you know, all those things do add up. You know, health insurance, dental, accident insurance, all that sort of stuff, which I give all my staff. And, you know, once you've had that and then you don't have it, it's a bit of a reality check, particularly if you've got young children and things like that. One of them gets sick and you've got to put them into a hospital for three, four days. Right. You know, the, the bills come through the roof and you don't have the insurance that Chris used to give you. You know, that, that's, you know we've had a few people leave and then come back and say, we made a mistake. We really want to come back work with you. But, which, you know, as long as they did a good job when they were with me, I don't hold a grudge. You know, if they did a good job and there's a position available, then I'll give them a second chance. Everybody deserves second chances, right? Yeah, I've benefited from quite a few. So a couple things. You know, I got to admit, when I was ready to put my other blog and podcast on the market, I was really hoping that you would come through and be the buyer. But to be honest, because you're really the only guy in the Philippines that I know that I can really stand behind. Not only that, but I would do it anyway. Uh, I have stood behind your products since day one because I know you personally were friends and the products are just that good. So my question to you is what are your intentions with my former baby? Why did you step up to buy this domain? And I mean, do you have a clear strategic idea of what you're going to do with this blog and podcast? You have your own podcast already. I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this show listen to Virtual Business Lifestyle Podcast as well. You know, what are you planning on doing with this? You know, you're just taking on more work, man. What's going on over there? <laughs> well, I got a few people to help me out. Remember that. <laughs> I bought outsource to the Philippines.com just to make sure that you had some food for the next year. <laughs> I wanted to help a buddy out, man. That was because I hear you guys... You know, with a cup in your hand, I want to make sure that you're all right. The visas are expensive over here, man. Oh, my goodness. It's not the Philippines, that's for sure. My heart bleeds. My heart. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, look, I mean, with all, with all joking the one side, thank you very much for saying what you, what you said about sort of backing me up and stuff. I appreciate it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we are buddies. And, you know, we spent a certain amount of time together and chatting on Skype and face-to-face and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, my, my main reason for purchasing that blog and its affiliations online was because you've done such a good job in building it up over the time that you've had it. Honestly speaking, this is going to sound a little bit egotistical, but I honestly <laughs> I honestly did not want anybody else to get a hold of it and screw it up. You know, you started it when you were in the Philippines. Yeah. And Outsourced to the Philippines is not outsourced to anybloodywear.com, is it? You know, <laughs> and I just, I just feel very, very passionate about the Philippines, and obviously the outsourcing industry. It's given me, you know, a fantastic lifestyle, and you know, all the rest of the the things that go along with that. But for me, my my main reason behind buying it was because you did a great job building it up. I wanted to continue it. I want to obviously, um, you know, have it evolve. Hopefully into a slightly different animal. Your content was very much based around the, you know, the country and the travel and working with virtual staff and things like that. And that's great and that will continue to be part of the site and we will continue to grow that part of the site as well. But really for me, I just I want it to be absolutely, without a doubt, the number one resource 
for anyone, whether it be entrepreneur, business, corporation, whatever, wanting to do any kind of work. I want it to be really the one-stop shop for business in the Philippines. I'm really glad that it's in your hands and it's something that we can continue to stand behind and continue to you know, put content there and that keeps me pumped up. But you know, you've done the impossible, which is you've made, in some ways you've made the Philippines simple for people. You know, if you guys are interested in hiring staff, just go to virtualstaffinder.com and call it a day. So let me ask you about something that I'm curious about because <laughs> you've solved the staffing issue. I'm curious about you, the entrepreneur. I feel like sometimes I don't, I'm, I'm trying to decode your success. I mean, you've got a million people working for you. You're making it hand over fist. You've got this incredible intensity and desire just to keep it going in some ways in a place where you're quite singular. You're not going to the Palo Alto coffee cafe and hanging around with a bunch of other guys that are just, you know, laughing into barrels full of money. So what is it that drives you in this, this place where you're just, you're out there in this outpost in the Philippines, uh, you're coming to the office, you're getting it done every day. How do you get this stuff done, man? How, do, how can we be like you? Uh, you wouldn't want to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it that keeps you going, man? What, how do you, why are you so driven to do this? It's going to sound like such a cliche. <laughs> it really is. But for me, it's just about my family. It's just about providing my kids a freaking awesome future. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily, I, I, I I'm telling you right now, I will not hand over one of my businesses to one of my children. I am not Donald Trump. I am not yep. doing that. I will open a door. I will open several doors for my children, but they're going to have to make it on their own. I'm not going to give it to them on a silver platter. That ain't going to happen. It's the family. It's about making a lifestyle that they can really, you know, enjoy living and, and just, man, just, you know, just focusing on that. But I mean, the passion just to grow the businesses and come up with new ideas and, and innovate as much as possible within this space, that's just me. I'm just a passionate guy. I mean, regardless of what I've ever done in my life, I mean, years and years ago, I published a Hong Kong movie magazine back in the UK right. for Hong Kong movie fans. And when I, you know, when I started that magazine, it was basically for me because there was no other magazine out there like it. And, you know, I knew there was a certain amount of people that wanted to read it. Little did I know that it was going to take me to Hong Kong several times a year. Little did I know it was going to put me in a position where I was going to be making a documentary on Hong Kong cinema and bringing people like Jet Li and, you know, Simon Yam and Anthony Wong and all these big, big <laughs> actors in Hong Kong over to the UK for midnight screenings and London, Chinatown and, you know, and all this sort of stuff. I never thought that all that was going to happen, but the passion just drives you. It just, it's like a river, you know, once it starts flowing, you just got to go with it, baby. You just go, you just got to go with it. That's, that's what it's all about. When you were you, like a young single buck back in the day, did you feel like you had this stuff figured out? Were you like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, like this is the way it's going to go? Or were you just sort of feeling your way out trying to do the best work that you could? You know what? I didn't even start calling myself an entrepreneur until about three years ago. And that's a fact. Interesting. No, that's a fact. I hadn't. And, I, and, you know, looking back on it, yeah, I mean, I guess I was an entrepreneur because I was doing a lot of consulting work and all this sort of stuff. So I guess I, I was. I haven't had a boss for many, many years. And so looking back on it, yeah, I guess. But it was really only when I set up the Live to Sell group and I started growing that right. pump. When we started it, we only had 30 seats in the office and we only had seven employees. So the place was fundamentally empty. Now when I'm there and I look at it, we've got three floors of a five-story building yeah. and 270-odd staff. You know, I, man, my wife used to be the HR director, right? 
Now I've got like eight, nine, ten people working in HR. It's it's a shocker. And and when I look at it, I think to myself, now I'm an entrepreneur. I built that up because that's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. They start something, they build something, and they continue to build on it. And that's really what I've done with the Live to Sell group. And I mean, everything else that I've done above and beyond that, like Virtual Staff Finder or Web PA or, uh, you know, just the blog or the podcast or whatever. Like when I started the podcast for Virtual Business Lifestyle, what, a year or so ago, I never would have thought, never would have thought that I'd be having people like Chris Brogan, David Merman, Scott, you know, and Jonathan Me, Fields and, and the <laughs> one and only Dan Andrew on that podcast, like yeah. I never thought I'd be able to get people like that. You know, Leah Babauta, I mean, these guys are just, you know, they are online gods. And I honestly did not think that that was going to be possible to do stuff like that. But it just shows you if you've got enough balls and enough passion, you just got to go out there and take it. And, and that's what it's all about. I see you in the thing that I admire and that thing that I tell people about you and I see is I see you doing the work. And mm -hmm. it, having done it for so long, you have that confidence to be decisive, to make the decisions and to move forward. And yeah. that way it doesn't get it, get in way of your work. So I feel like when you, when you go to that office twice a week now or whatever, and, and you scheduled in eight hours at that office, you're working for eight hours. Oh yeah. And, and whereas I think a lot of people, even myself included, <clears throat> who are just getting started, we second guess ourselves a lot. We kind of spend a lot of time on the rack, you know, yeah. <laughs> trying out. Yeah. When you, when you look at the blog and you look at the kind of the prolific amount of content that somebody who has 250 people working for them, gets done and I know you generate the content yourself yeah. and then and then to look at somebody who's making an excuse that they, they can't find enough time to write a blog it's 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 absurd I never expected virtual business lifestyle to become as popular as it has I mean if you'd have asked me 18 months ago when I started the blog whether you know my blog post would after just 18 months have regular 70 80 100 comments on a post you know 200 plus comments on some posts yeah if you'd have asked me that I would have called you a mental person <laughs> And but you know what? That's the thing. The chances are, the chances are, and everybody that knows me knows that I'm not bullshitting when I say this. The chances are that if it hadn't have taken off, if it hadn't have become as popular as it has, if there wasn't three, four, five thousand people downloading every podcast episode, if that was not the case, the chances are I probably wouldn't put as much energy into it, right? Because I wouldn't feel like it was worthwhile. I'd rather try and work on something else and build something else. You know, sometimes when people ask me, how the hell do you get all this stuff done? Yeah, I've got people helping me, obviously, but I am the one driving it. Yeah. I am the one behind it, you know, saying, I want, you know, here's a list of 15 people I want my podcast in the next six months. Book the bloody interviews. Do it now. Yeah. You know, it, these are the things. I, I don't think I would put that much effort into it, and I never anticipated that it was going to be as popular as it's become. But it's, it's awesome. I bloody love it. It's brilliant. Um, you know, just the opportunity to be able to publish original content and produce these podcasts and hopefully help out a whole bunch of people at the same time. It's just it's what, it's what it's all about, right? I mean, you're awesome. in the same boat. And Tropical MBA is also a kick-ass blog and, you, and just great. You know, and the affiliated podcast that goes with it that we're on now is just, it's also fantastic. So you know, that's what it's all about, doing stuff that makes a difference. You guys have probably visited before, but do take a second look at a virtual business lifestyle. Chris, let's do this. Let's meet up again on the, on the show in about three months and see where the outsourcing site is at then. I'm excited to see uh, what happens. Yeah, so am I. I've got no idea what I'm really going to do with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. All right, Chris, let's talk soon, man.
All right. Anyway, Ian, we're going to have a lot more to talk about this kinds of transaction and stuff in the future, but best of luck to Chris and his team. And obviously we're going to continue to support that blog. That's our legacy, man. And that's something I still feel passionate about. And so I will be contributing to that blog in terms of uh, content. I will continue to answer questions for readers and help Chris make that blog as successful as possible. So let's move on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny joke section. I believe, Ian, that a game change, a sea change, if you will, a sea change has happened in the internet marketing world. See, for years now, internet marketers have been hacking together, duct taping together these membership Frankensteins and they're crap. We try to do this. Do you remember back like, we've been doing this, we've been doing this for months. We've been custom developing software, trying to get a fully functional piece of membership software out there. If, if you're asking me, how do I remember how much money we spent over the last few months before we came across this uh, nice piece of software that's virtually free? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do remember all that money. Let me cut the suspense for everybody out there. If you're like me, and three years ago you went to Ning.com, and you thought, oh, isn't this fun? It's advertised-based free social networking. This is a business that'll never work. And of course it didn't. Uh, Ning totally went to shit. But a new CEO took over and changed the business model. And this is a game changer for internet marketers. Basically, go to Ning.com. It's basically white-labeled Facebook. It's white-labeled membership community software that you can launch immediately. And what's recently changed for Ning is that you have to pay to play. It's about 50, 60 bucks a month for the premium version of Ning. But it's totally worth it because I guarantee you, if you go into the Dynamite Circle, which is our private membership forum, you're going to see a much higher level of engagement, functionality, and just in terms of using the software, it's a beautiful experience. Whereas if you go into normal membership software where it's like, it's all this hacked together wish list and uh, it's vBulletin or it's all this kind of clunky software, it's crap. The reason that internet marketers duct taped together in the past is that they wanted control. Okay? They wanted to be able to charge for it. They wanted to be able to put paywalls where they wanted to. Well, now, as of two weeks ago, this is hot off the presses, Ning offers that to internet marketers. You can charge access to your membership group. You can charge for access to private groups within that forum. Uh, so there's a lot of different interesting options. So if you're looking to get a membership site that's better than anything you could custom code yourself and out the door in less than 10 minutes, I'm not even joking, go to ning.com and pony up the cash. There's a couple downsides. Number one, there's domain mapping. That means you can't really control the domain because you have to seed it over to Ning. So you have to host sales letters and your email addresses at an alternate domain. That's not actually that tough to do. A lot of people want this stuff 100% automated. The second downside is of course, you have to put the content on third-party servers. Uh, I'm okay with that because if you run the tables on this stuff, the cost of controlling this stuff is way higher than the potential downside of having your content hosted on third-party servers. Plus, Ning offers export options. Ian, I know you're not sort of driving this stuff, but just give us from a third-party's perspective, using the Ning software, being a member of the Dynamite Circle, being a user, how do you feel about that versus using vBulletin or all these other wish list a member kind of stuff? It's like a perfect combination. I mean, it doesn't do everything. It's, it's kind of like a Swiss army knife, you know? It's got a lot of different features and functionality. It doesn't do anything like perfectly, but it does a nice combination of, of good things well. So I, I think it's really good if you're, uh, if you're just getting started. Even if you don't have an idea for a membership, 
right now for our membership site. I think one cool thing that you could use Ning for is like event-based communities. Yeah. Um, so if you want to plan like a family reunion or like a, a sports a sports game or like a retreat or something, everybody can kind of get around the campfire in Ning. So that's kind of cool about it. It's definitely interesting from an engagement perspective. If you're looking to start an internet marketing business or a content business, maybe what you'd want to do, you might consider if you're like going to do a blog-based business, start a Ning community instead of a blog and and put your content in the Ning community. One thing yeah. I've noticed, Ian, is the Dynamite Circle only has 100 members, and the site had like over 4,000 visits last month. Whereas if you look at like the blogs, like a lot of people like would freaking open up a bottle of champagne if their blog got 4,000 visits in a month. So I think that there's a much higher level of engagement. And of course, you're getting community-generated content, so you're able to generate a, a lot more quality content faster for your users. So definitely, if you're thinking about a content-based business, I've seen Ning sites on Flippa going for six figures, man. Yeah. So, so consider that. I definitely think being able to charge for your community is a sea change in the internet marketing community. And if you want to make a sea change in your business, we do suggest that you make a cold call. I'll catch you next week, Ian. Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.